so that they can do that, right? So that they can know that it's a good idea to work with you. So what I recommend and what will change everybody's life right now on this on this uh, podcast is the simplest, some of the simplest things that I've done. Number one. Are you a leader? Do you have broad shoulders? Well, if you answered yes to those questions, then you have the type of broad-shouldered leadership that a guy like me can really get behind. Unlike JR, who has a curvy, apple-shaped figure that reminds me of Tootie from The Facts of Life. I guess I shouldn't judge, but I had to bring up the elephant in the room. Welcome to the Instant Leverage Podcast. What is going on, guys? JR here. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about the number one thing. Like, this is the number one thing that I think most agencies are missing when it comes to closing clients. So I um, just got off a call with some of my uh, clients and I've been kind of pounding this concept into them over the last few weeks because uh, it's something that I've noticed in our data. And if if you can internalize this concept, your life will be so much easier. So traditionally, the way that sales has worked um, pre-internet was you get a prospect on the phone or in person, you have one shot to sell them. You have one shot to uh, make or break them. Uh, to make or break the deal. And if you didn't get the deal right then and there, then chances of the deal coming back and falling into your lap, very, very low. So this created an environment where sales was very aggressive. So if you think about movies like um, Boiler Room and and uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and uh, essentially like sales in like the 80s and 90s, it was very aggressive. It was like a very alpha environment. And essentially, everything was done. Uh, everything was like about how much you can strong arm a prospect into buying. So, with the birth of the internet, um, and if you've ever been to a timeshare presentation, you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, and they've actually have cleaned up their act quite a bit because of the point that I'm about to make. So, with the invention of the internet things became much more transparent because now if you try to strong arm somebody into buying a um, timeshare, you're going to get complaints and you're going to get bad reviews and you're going to get the FTC is going to get involved and all these different organizations, right? So ultimately, sales has uh, transitioned and and morphed into a lot uh, cleaner of a industry, right? No longer has that, that stigma of like sales being dirty for the most part. Like there's still people who think who don't like sales, um, and don't like salespeople because of that. But as a whole, the image has improved vastly. When you're going to buy a used car, you can pretty much expect that you're not going to get, you know, beat down and wore down because they know that that's not no longer in their best interest anymore. So, how do sales happen now? Sales happen through frequency. So I was uh, I was just on a call, and we have we use Hyros for tracking, and it'll show us the journey of every single person who comes through our our business, and all the ads that they click, and all the emails that they open, and uh, all that good stuff. And uh, essentially, what this has done is it's shown me that the majority, it's shown me how buying actually happens with our ideal prospects. 
And this is like the missing link for most agencies. So most agencies are still operating in that 80s and 90s environment, which is like, if I don't close them right now, I'm never going to close them. Um, Whereas times have kind of shifted. And here's what I'm talking about. So um, on my call, on the call, I have a tracking software for everybody. So I said, okay, does anybody want to volunteer for me to show your customer journey with us? And I went through and uh, one person volunteered and uh, I pulled up his profile within our system and I saw that the ads that he clicked and the emails he opened and he and the pages that he visited and he visited before buying with us more than like it was probably like 20 to 30 pages and he listened to uh, all the podcasts he said and he uh, went on my Instagram and all these different things, right? So – and then he he decided it was a good decision to to buy from us to get involved with us. So um, when I look at that, I'm like, okay, did the salesperson make the sale or did the process make the sale? And in in that case, the process made the sale. So the biggest issue I see with agencies and in their thinking is that they're expecting them as the salesperson or the salesperson to make the sale without really any idea without really any uh, sales process outside of that. So what I mean by that is you guys have heard the saying, the average person needs 21 touches or 22 touches or whatever before they're ready to buy. And in the past, you there was no way to get those touches other than email follow-up and um, that was pretty much it, phone, phone call follow-up and that's pretty much it. Now we have this amazing tool called content. And we have this amazing tool called retargeting. So we can essentially get these touches in a much less invasive way, right? So frequency is what creates trust. Um, I heard this joke once. It was like, you know, why do you you like your parents? And everybody's like, you know, I don't know because they're my parents. Um, No, you like your parents because they've served you a lot of impressions. So... Ultimately, when you think about it, that's actually the, that's really the truth. And the the same thing goes with your marketing. So, as a pro, like, let's say you're working with roof with uh, let's say roofers, and this roofer has just gotten an email from you. They jump on the phone with you, and they decide to have a conversation with you, and then they get pitched, and it sounds good, but they just don't know. Like, there's no reason. There's nothing supporting anything that you're saying. It's very, very difficult and you have to be a skilled salesperson to be able to close that person. And 20% of our sales happen like that. They jump on the phone, they see our stuff, they get involved with us right away. But the other 80% are typically people who they get on the phone, they have to do some research, they go Google me, they go um, read my blog, they, they uh, visit multiple pieces of content before they get involved. So biggest mistake for me was traditionally I expected content to be a way to bring in new clients and bring in new business on a consistent basis when that actually is not – I mean for some people it works that way. But uh, for me and in my experience, I've seen that content is supplemental to everything else that we're doing and content is more for getting people that are on the fence over the fence and bringing the and, and pushing them to the other side. So um, typically, um, 
when you're thinking about creating content, I don't create content. I'm not like, hey, let's let's rank on on Facebook and YouTube and Google for these keywords. I'm like, hey, let's get people into our world through our traditional methods of paid advertising and outreach on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And then once they're in our world, then they will start to digest our content and then they'll start to make decisions, uh, their decision based on that. So it's essentially, you know that your ideal client is, it's a good fit to work with you, but they don't know that. You need to give them, you need to provide them with supporting evidence so that they can um, so that they can do that, right? So that they can know that it's a good idea to work with you. So what I recommend and what will change everybody's life right now on this, on this uh, podcast is, is the simplest, some of the simplest things that I've done. Number one, if a client gets a win, ask for the testimonial, but not just ask for the testimonial, incentivize the testimonial. So what I mean by that is, Clients will drag their feet on testimonials. No, the majority of people, unless they're used to being on camera, don't like being on camera. So they will do anything. They'll drag their feet. They'll kick and scream. They'll procrastinate. They'll delay. They'll reschedule um, as long as you leave it in their hands. Now, as soon as you incentivize that action, um, then now they they are incentivized to, to give you this testimonial and your motives are aligned. So um, any way that you can think of to incentivize the testimonial – Simplest way is, hey, I'll, I'll knock $200 off of your fee next month if you give me a testimonial about your results working with us. Um, next is – and typically like – and that's niche specific. In some niches, like if you're working with uh, someone who's used to being on camera, they'll be more than happy to provide the testimonial. But most people are going to drag their feet on it. Um, and just to, as, a, as a tip, uh, landscape view for their phone – Front foot, front facing selfie cam, cam, uh, and landscape view, and uh, just as a, as a quick guideline for the testimonial, what was life like before working with you? What was it like during? What was it like after? And were you skeptical about us working together? Typically, have them answer those those questions on video, and it's uh, and it'll work out fine. Um, next thing is client interviews. Client interviews are a game changer. So interviewing your clients where you can dig into the process and dig into their experience and dig into what happened for them and uh, how things started working for them and how things uh, took off for them and uh, if, how they were skeptical and how they felt and get to, getting to ask follow-up questions that you don't get to ask if it's just a video testimonial um, will go a long, long way. So same thing, Zoom call, 10 to 15, I mean, I've had some as long as like 35, 36 minutes, um, but 10 to 15 minutes is like the sweet spot and just get a clear idea and have them dig into their story and their, and working with you. Upload that to a blog. Um, I mean, you can create one in in uh, WordPress or ClickFunnels. We use Tatamic and uh, just get it out there. And then as people start to book calls with you and as you start to talk to people, when somebody doesn't close on that first call, typically what I'd say is something like, so, okay, here's, here's a perfect example of something that might happen on a call. Hey, I, um, you're talking to a roofer and roofer's like, man, this all sounds really good, but like, I don't know, man, I just got an email from you yesterday. I don't really know who you are. Um, and you know, $2,000, it sounds good. Like I want to do it, but it's, I, I just, I just wasn't expecting that right now. Um, cool, man. No worries. Like, I, I want to make sure you're confident in this decision. When, do me a favor. What are you doing the rest of today? 
oh, I'm free the rest of the day. Cool. I'm going to send you some stuff, um, review it. And once you're done reviewing it, if it makes sense to you, then reach back out to me. And if not, then I'll take that as my answer. And by being able to back off because you know that you're going to send them something that is going, that's going to be very enticing um, in the form of social proof, you know that that sale is not lost because you didn't close them on the first call. And you can then uh, take time to give them a little bit of space, but give them, have them commit to going through this material. Watch two or three interviews with your uh, clients from the past. And then that that sale it will typically come through because at that point, the only objection was trust and you've overcome that objection, right? So these are some things that I've learned. Like for us, the average days to sale, uh, like I, I think I've mentioned in the past is 11. So if somebody, if we're only giving people, you know, a, a two or three day window to buy, but the average person buys within 11 days, we're losing a lot of opportunity by not showing anybody any by not showing them anything in that period. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, leave us a five star review on the uh, Apple iTunes app. And I'll see you on the next episode of the instant leverage podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, and I'd be forever grateful if you left us a five star review on the app you're listening on so we can help more people. And if you want more content like this, then click that subscribe button now. And until next time, my friends, stay leveraged.